0: Amen. Y'all probably heard this old preacher story before, but I'm gonna tell it again. It's, it's a story about a man who was caught in a, in a flood uh, and, and the waters rose up so much that he couldn't get out of his house. He was stuck on his porch and all he could do was just sit there and pray for, for God to save him. And that's what he did. And he prayed for God uh, to come and save him. And just then a couple of guys paddle up in a boat, and they say, come on, get in. He says, nope, God's going to save me. You heard this one before? All right, I'm going to keep going. Uh, A little bit later, the waters get so high that he has to go upstairs and get on the roof of his house. And and when he gets on the roof of his house, he's up there just praying for God to save him. And just then, uh, this person comes by on a jet ski and says, hop on. And he says, nope, God's going to save me. A little bit later, uh, the water goes up over his house, and he's kind of dog paddling in the water. And while he's dog paddling, he's praying for God to save him. And all of a sudden, he hears this voice from above. And he looks up, and it's a helicopter. And, and the voice from the bullhorn says, grab the ladder and climb up. He says, no, the Lord's going to save me. And then, you know, the rest of the story goes, he he ends up in heaven, right? And he's in he's in heaven and he stands before God and he says, God, I prayed and I trusted for you to save me. And God says, What do you want from me? I sent a boat and a jet ski and a helicopter. The first service really laughed a lot more than that. I just I'm not comparing y'all or anything, but I'm just I'm just saying, okay. How many, how, how many of y'all can maybe, even if you've heard it before and it's not funny anymore, can you relate to the point of it? Uh, how many of us can relate to that idea of, of asking God and, and sometimes God sends uh, things or sends people or sends situations and, and uh, maybe if it's not the, the, the way that we want it to be or maybe it's not the timing that we wanted that, that we end up uh, missing it? Um, that, that that's a little bit of what what it's about today. Our our um, our theme as we look at Palm Sunday, uh, we, we're remembering Jesus's final descent into the holy city of Jerusalem, um, and it comes together so beautifully with this conversation that we've been having about the Jesus shaped life. Uh, we've been talking about different things that have to do with. The Jesus shaped life. How we can live a Jesus shaped life—a life that that is shaped by and reflects the life and love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I think today uh, is a great day for us to look at today's topic, which is the mission of Jesus. Uh, today, we're going to look at uh, what the mission of Jesus is, and and as followers of Christ, as as disciples, what our mission is as well. Uh, and if I had to summarize the mission of Jesus in a phrase, it's it's this. The mission of Jesus is to search for and seek out and save the lost and the least and the lonely. So, so we're going to spend the rest of this morning unpacking that idea and the implications of it for, for you and for me. And, and I want to start by asking you this question. How many of you have ever lost something uh something that meant a lot to you how did you respond maybe you tore the house apart looking for that thing that you lost or or maybe you called up uh everybody you know to ask them if if maybe they had seen this thing that you lost or or maybe you even went as so far as to put signs on telephone poles uh, so that if anybody has any information about that thing that you lost that that they'll let you know um you know that feeling when when there's something that that you've lost and you don't know where to find it you're 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 willing to do almost anything right I I when I was thinking about it this week I was thinking about a few weeks ago here at the church we had a uh kind of an all day Uh, church work day. And so uh, I came up here early on Saturday morning. I brought with me my best bud, my son, Leo, who's seven years old. He wanted to come help me on the church work day. And and what that ended up looking like though was uh, I got got in with a group that was working on ceiling tiles. So I was working with this group on ceiling tiles and Leo was in uh, the lobby watching movies on my iPad. So that was, we both had our different jobs for the day and that was mine. That was his. And that worked out okay. And so we're, we're putting up new ceiling, Tiles here in the church, and um, that w- w- I worked fine until uh, one of our breaks where I came back into the lobby and there was no Leo. And so I, I was starting to get a little nervous, you know, thinking about like, well, where is he? Uh, what am I going to tell Abby? You know, that I lost him here in the church. You know, all these things are going through my mind. I go in the bathroom, he's not there. I start walking around and Um, and and so then I start to get nervous and I'm walking a little more briskly and I'm thinking about, you know, what, what I'm going to do and how to find him. And, um, I finally decide I'm going to send some texts out, uh, to see if anybody has seen him. And so I pulled my phone out and thankfully when I pulled my phone out, there was a text from Jenny that simply said, uh, Leo is with me. (laughs) And right about that time, I turned the corner and, and right there by the youth or by the church offices. Uh, There's jenny with leo standing right next to her and and I I ran over to him and I I lifted him I wasn't even mad. I was just happy to see him right and I lifted him I held him up and I rejoiced and we celebrated with Donuts from donut country because we were just so excited and you know, I had to buy his silence uh, so you know That's how that goes (laughs) There's really nothing like that feeling when something's lost, and there's really nothing like that feeling when, when something was lost and it's found, right? When, when you're reunited with that someone or that something. Uh, Steve Cordell, who's the author of the book, The Jesus Shaped Life, he has this great phrase in, in this week's uh, lessons. He says this. He says, if God created a poster, it might have a picture of people and read lost my prize creation looks something like me. They've wandered off and and they may look beaten up and hungry. And then he makes this great statement that I think is so important for us to hear and understand as, um, as disciples of Jesus Christ, as we think about the mission of Jesus. He says this. He says, Jesus is looking for people, his people. And we get to be a part of the search party. We get to participate. In that mission God loves them so deeply And we're the ones positioned To throw them a lifeline uh, That's what uh, It made me think about uh, When Jesus sends his disciples out At the end of the gospels It's called the, the great commission right? But, but if you think about it The way that that really should probably be pronounced Is the great co-mission Because, because the disciples of Jesus Christ Then and now We get to participate in the mission of Jesus with Jesus himself to search out and to, to seek out and and, and and save the lost and the least and the lonely. We get to participate in that mission with Jesus. And, and many of us are, are recipients of of someone else answering that call to join in the mission of Jesus, to search and to seek and to save the lost and the least and the lonely. Uh, some of my favorite passages of Scripture um, are found in Luke's gospel um, where Jesus is, is telling some parables. And uh, last week we talked a little bit about how Jesus was challenged by some of the religious leaders um, because of the way that he was going about this. He was inviting sinners into his fellowship and into his table. And so there's this great collection of, of stories that are told in in Luke's gospel, chapter 15, where Jesus is responding to these questions and these criticisms and and he tells some stories uh, he actually tells the same story three different ways in order to to really emphasize uh, how central this idea is not only to his life but to his life's mission maybe you've heard him before he he starts by telling them a story about a sheep that, that gets lost and and the shepherd, leaves all the other sheep and he goes out in search of this other sheep until he finds that one sheep that was lost and when he finds that one sheep that was lost he picks it up in his arms and and carries it back to the fold and not only does he do that when 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 the lost sheep is found and returned he he invites his friends and his neighbors to come and celebrate so that they can share in his joy Then Jesus tells a story about a woman who who loses one of her coins in her house, and it says she tears the house apart looking for that one coin, and when she finds the coin, she picks it up and and holds it and and invites her friends and neighbors to come and celebrate with her so that they can share in her joy. And then Jesus tells the story, this time, of a person, a father who, who had lost a son, but But he was lost by his own choice He had wandered off into a a far off country Far from the father's house And he squanders his inheritance And he becomes so covered in in mud and guilt Because he's been bathing in this series of bad decisions That that there's this separation Uh, But but one of the great things about the story Is if if you kind of dig deep into the story You kind of see this picture of a father Who never gives up Hope and never gives up on his lost son. We ha- I have this picture in my mind of of a father standing on the porch, just scanning the horizon day by day, searching for any signs of of his lost son. And then at the end of the story the son the father sees the son in the distance it's the i love that that the bible says while he was still a long way off he still hadn't come back yet but he he sees him he's returned he's turned and and headed towards the father's house and so the father sees him when the father sees him he does something that's 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 radical in that culture he takes off running towards his lost son, and when he gets to his son, he does the same thing that that the woman did with the lost coin, and that the shepherd did with the lost sheep. He 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 grabs his son and he embraces him, and he brings him back, and he 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 decides to throw a party to celebrate, and he invites all of his friends and neighbors once again to share in his joy because what was lost is now found. And so Jesus tells that same story three different ways to emphasize just how central this is. He's describing the heart of God and the reason why Jesus came to earth. He's essentially saying, this, this is why I'm here. This is why I invite sinners to the table. Because my father has sent me here on a mission and my mission is to seek out And to search for and to save the lost and the least and the lonely A few chapters later in, in Luke's gospel He invites himself to the house of this tax collector named Zacchaeus And again the crowds question him and and it's here that he lays it out for for them and for us His mission Luke 19 Jesus said to them today Salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. It makes me think about that famous passage of scripture in a a whole new way. Uh, We've heard it so many times. But I'd like for you to hear it afresh today as we think about the mission of of Jesus John 3:16 and 17 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him Friends this this is the mission of Jesus and This is also the mission of all who would seek to live a Jesus-shaped life. Jesus is looking for his people, and we get to be part of the search party. God loves them so deeply, and we're the ones positioned to throw them a lifeline. The mission of Jesus to to seek out and to search for and to save the lost and the least and the lonely. I, I share all that with you this morning to bring us to this place where you can hear our story of Palm Sunday today. Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 through 11. Hear God's word for us today. And I want you to hear how it's a, it's a co-mission. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go, go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with a, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, say to daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And so the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowd asked, and the crowd answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We shout that every palm Sunday, and we wave palm branches, and that's that's the focus of, of the day. Do you know what that phrase? Hosanna means, it's translated in Hebrew and in Greek as basically the same statement, the same phrase. And it's simply this, save us, please save us. God, save us. See, God's people for centuries had been praying and waiting for this Messiah to come. Like, like the man sitting on top of his house They were saying God save us God's chosen vessel who would bring salvation to them And God sent Jesus And yet many then and now say nope Because God maybe didn't look like or didn't do what what they had expected him to do Or to look like they expected him to look And yet, Jesus is our lifeline And I'm so thankful that Jesus was not deterred from his mission That, that he followed God's will all the way to the cross To bring life and salvation to all who would receive it? That's that's the good news that we celebrate. And and not even that, not even it doesn't even end there, right? Three days later, God rises from the dead. We're gonna celebrate that next Sunday. And then even after that, Jesus appears to his disciples and reminds them of, of the mission, the co mission. Matthew 28, hear it again. When Jesus saw them, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. In other words, Jesus is saying now it's your turn to to search for and to seek out the lost and the least and the lonely. And as you go, know that you're not going in your own strength and your own power, that I'm going with you. This is our co-mission. I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And I'll send you my spirit so that you can have what you need to do what I'm calling you to do. There's so much power in these stories. It's You've heard me say it so many times. It's not just that it happened. It's that it happens all the time. Jesus invites us into this mission with him to search for and to seek out and, and to save the lost and the least and the lonely. We get to participate in that co-mission. So as we... And I come to a close this morning. I just want to ask you, I want to ask first this question. Are you feeling lost this morning? Are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling less than? Is, if you're honest, is the cry of your heart, Hosanna. Lord, save us. If that's you, then I hope you'll hear these words of good news this morning. You need to know that there is a God who not only loves you, but who is actively seeking you out and searching for you and inviting you to come home. A God who sent his one and only son so that you might have life, life abundant, life eternal, Life together in Christ with others in community. Life that includes finding purpose and meaning in a, in a Jesus-shaped life that's filled with, with possibility and with opportunity, opportunity to join in the mission of Jesus, which is to search for and to seek out and to save the lost and the least and the lonely. So I wanna invite you to think about that that story I told at the beginning in a different way. What if God is calling you to be the person in that boat or on that jet ski or in that helicopter? What if God has uniquely equipped you and, and positioned you and sent you to, to throw someone else a lifeline in the name of Jesus? Jesus is looking for his people and we get to be part of the search party God loves them so deeply And we're the ones positioned to throw them a lifeline Now let me say this as well Throwing them a lifeline Doesn't always mean Preaching a, ser- preaching a sermon or quoting Bible verses Or telling people where they're failing And missing the mark, right? Uh, it may not mean telling them anything it may not be words at all other than maybe i i too was lost <laughs> and now i'm found we've talked a lot about during this series about how love acts love does first john 3 dear children let us love not with words or speech but with actions and in truth so so It could very well be simply offering someone a listening ear Or a loaf of bread or, or a helping hand Or a handshake or a hug It could be inviting them to church It could be simply inviting them to your table For fellowship The truth is there are so many people in our world That are hurting and feeling overwhelmed And looking for Someone who will celebrate with them in their successes and struggle with them in their struggles. It really really is all about sharing life together in Christ. And that's what joining in the mission of Jesus is all about. So I want to leave you with this one final question. How might Jesus be calling you to join him in his mission? To search for and to seek out and save the lost and the least and the lonely. I believe that the answer to that question could not only change the life of, of people around you, but it could change your life as well. So I want to invite you to, to think about that and and pray about that. You know, the answers to questions like these always should begin with prayer. And so as this series comes to a close and as we look towards this uh Holy week and Easter Sunday, I wanna invite you to pray with me uh, one more time, this prayer that we've been calling our Jesus-shaped life prayer. It's gonna be on the screen, and uh, let's pray it together. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. God, that is our prayer this morning. We desire relationship with you and relationships with others. We know that that's what we were created for, God. And we know that that that's where we find life, true life. And so, Lord, if there's anyone here today that's feeling lost and lonely and, and, and less than, I pray, Lord, that they would turn to you today, that they would allow themselves to be embraced by your amazing love, your unconditional love that's found in Jesus. I pray that if there's anyone here that is feeling disconnected and and needs community, Lord, that they would take a step today towards that, that they would allow the embrace of the community in their lives. Lord, I pray that wherever we are today, that we would be reminded of how much you love us and how you've gone to great lengths to seek us out, to bring us back to you. And Lord, I pray that that understanding would compel us to reach out in love to those around us so that they might experience that as well. Lord, we love you and we thank you We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, As we sing our closing song this morning with these last few minutes, the altars are going to be open if you'd like to come and pray. Uh, If you'd like somebody to pray with you, I would love to pray with you. If you just want to come and pray by yourself, that's totally fine. If you want to stay in your seats and and pray or simply sing or listen to the words of this song and and let that penetrate your heart today, whatever God's speaking to your heart, I just want to encourage you to respond today and take that next step of faith, whatever it looks like. So let's stand as we sing.